Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Oh, hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm so excited you are here today. I'm going to talk about some of my favorite feeding babies hacks because I'm on my third rodeo here feeding a baby, and I just figured I'd share some of that knowledge, some of that info that I absolutely love, Um, and I have been so blessed and lucky that I've been able to nurse my babies, and I love nursing, and then when solids hit, I actually like feeding babies solids, but I don't like how it adds like another layer on top of everything else I'm doing, and I bet you can relate to that, whether you have one kid, two kids, three kids more, whatever. Um, I love feeding them. I love their lights, like their little lights lighting up every time they try something new. I love when they make sour, silly faces at new foods, but it is just like one more thing to add to the routine, right? Like we're already in a groove and I don't know about you, but maybe, I don't know if, if you're anything like me, it just feels like every time I figure it out and I feel like we're in a good routine, it's like a new developmental change. And I'm like, okay, and now we're doing solids. Okay. And now we're crawling. Okay. And now we're walking. Okay. And now we're stealing our toys from our siblings and now we're hitting and now we're, we're screeching, whatever it might be. It just feels like it's always something. And as soon as you have it down pat, it's guaranteed that it'll change. But anyways, back, I also wanted to say, if you are struggling with nursing, you want to be breastfeeding, you're not, or you're struggling with it, highly recommend following my friend, Brooke. Um, she's over at nutrition for mamas on Instagram and she's actually starting a podcast soon too. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I don't know if I'm allowed to share that. So secret insider information right here for your eyes only. Um, but that's exciting. So if you're struggling, highly recommend her stuff. I go to her all the time. If I have any issues, I actually have her course that covers so much. I have a, I have a link. I'll put it in the description box for her course. If you're struggling with nursing, oh, it's a freaking godsend. She updates it all the time. It's amazing. I have a discount code uh, for it. I'll put the, all the information that is in the description box. Anyways, I'm already so distracted. But I basically just wanted to come on here and give you some of my hacks that I've learned after feeding three baby solids for the first time, obviously, each one, and what I've learned and some hacks to take away with you starting today. Okay, I didn't number these or anything, but I have quite a few to get through. So we're going to kind of rapid fire, but I have to tell you, these hacks and tips, and I, I've just been compiling them over the past few days that I've been thinking about recording this podcast, so I might do a part two if you like this, um, have just been such a game changer for me, both in the accessibility and ease of feeding my baby without adding a thousand steps to the process or to my already busy routine, uh, including like with every other kid that I have to manage as well with feeding, but also a lot of these two help prevent pickiness later. So if you are kind of on that train, then I would recommend picking up some of these uh, hacks and tips as well. So the first one, this is on You could stop listening to this podcast after this one. If you have a baby at home, buy yourself an immersion blender, buy yourself an immersion blender. I cannot tell you this thing has my freaking heart. I actually made an entire reel about it. And I kind of, I didn't think it would do very well. Like I, I was a very niche thing to like post about, but I was like, you know, for some people, this will change everything. And in fact, I got some comments being like, did you just change my life? And I was like, yes, I did. If you had never thought about this, if you had never taken your stick blender out, if you have a baby that you're feeding and you never even thought about using this tool, oh my gosh, pull it out. Anything you are eating, I'm talking anything can be turned into baby food by adding a little bit of water or maybe a little bit of breast milk if you have it on hand and blending it up with a stick blender and all of a sudden it's puree. 
So, and this is not like a puree versus baby led weanings talk. I've had this talk. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Um, I've talked about the differences in both. We do combo feeding because purees are an important texture for your kids to learn, right? Like we as adults still eat purees. And so it's important for them to learn all textures. So we do combo feeding. I like it because it fits best with our family. It gives our little ones access to lots of different textures, but it also doesn't put me out of my comfort zone. If there's a food that I feel really uncomfortable with our kids eating, I'm not like, well, the lady on the internet told me to feed you steak. So here's some dry tip, baby. Like, no, I'm like legitimately feeling good and safe about the foods that I'm offering my kids. And that is my biggest tip for parents feeding babies is feed foods that make you feel comfortable and safe. Because if you are lunging at them, stressing them out, worried about them, digging your finger in their mouth, feeding, not only will it not be enjoyable for you, it also will not be enjoyable for place for them. They're not going to want to be there. And then it's going to be like 10 times harder to even get them to the table. So feed foods you feel comfortable eating, um, feeding them rather. Sorry. Okay. That was a little tangent to say that I love my immersion blender because it makes every single thing we're eating in our home um, or even out and about like leftovers or whatever, easy to just turn into baby food. And it makes it very accessible. Now I have burned through three, count them one, two, three, immersion blenders that were like 30 to $40 because I wanted kind of like a cheaper one. I don't want to like invest in a, like I didn't imagine it being like one of my staple appliances, but it really is. I use it all the time for soups, sauces, dips, homemade mayo, baby food, smoothies. I use it for so many things now. Um, so I did invest in a Vitamix one. So worth it. It's not even funny. Um, at the time I'm recording this podcast, it's on sale on Amazon. So I'd recommend getting it. Um, I'll link it down below in the show notes, but I, you will not regret it if you have a baby that you are feeding, especially any sort of purees. Hands down, recommend immersion blender. Okay, it's probably the longest I'm going to send on a hack because it truly is life-changing and so helpful, but I love that thing. Um, okay, of course, you can also use a blender or like use a spoon or something to mash it up if you really want to go for it, but an immersion blender just gives it such great texture. All right, I have to ask, do you feel like you're stuck on repeat asking yourself, what should I make for dinner? Or maybe you dread hearing your family ask the same thing to you every day at 3 p.m., which brings on the frustration remembering that every time you spend your time making dinner, it ends up getting ignored or even worse, going in the trash. Do you feel like you're on the verge of just giving up and making chicken nuggets every night until they turn 18 and move out? I feel you. But if that's you, then I want you to meet Picky Plates, your new best friend in the kitchen. It's created by me, a mom of three who also just happens to be a dietitian and picky eating specialist. We are here to help you take the guesswork out of feeding your family. Each week, Picky Plates serves up meal plans that are both kids and adults will love. And no, we don't just give you the recipes. We pack in helpful tips specific to each and every recipe to turn even the pickiest eaters into excited eaters. You can finally make one healthy meal for your entire family and have a strategy each night to get your kids to actually eat it. And there's more. Join Picky Plates now to unlock our exclusive bonuses, including a fail-proof lunch playbook, a quick guide to breakfast that take 10 minutes or less, and a mini course on meal prepping that'll save your sanity. And the cherry on top. When you join us now, you will lock in your price for life. So you can click the link in the description box below to start now because strong families are built around the table and picky eating has already stolen enough from us. All right, now back to the show. Okay, number two is shredding of foods. Using a cheese grater to shred different foods like apples, carrots, 
potatoes, whatever it might be, that texture and thickness is so easy for especially babies like seven, eight, nine months and older to pick up and eat once they start developing that pincher grasp. But even before then, like their palmer grasp, they can still pick that food up. And typically with most foods, it's soft enough or you can cook it on top after shredding it. And it just makes the process so much easier and faster, especially for like hard fruits and vegetables that you wouldn't want to give them whole or like cut into like an apple wedge. That's not safe for them, but shredding it can make it safe. So shredding your food (laughs) makes it so easy. It sounds wild, but you can do it with a lot of different foods and shredding makes it a lot safer. This is true for toddlers too. For certain choking hazards, you can actually start shredding it and make it easier for them for years until they're able to chew well and feel comfortable giving them like a whole carrot, you know, which is like four or five years of age. So shredding is a great way to offer those foods in a safe way. Steaming foods, getting a little basket steamer and being able to just like throw it on top of a pot of boiling water, almost anything that's hard will soften under steam and um, make it more accessible for your baby to eat. So I love steaming foods and it doesn't take away a lot of the nutrition because it's not like soaking in water or anything like that. So they're still getting plenty of nutrition. Um, putting anything, cutting anything into a stick shape and, and cooking it is a great way to do it for baby led weaning so that they can kind of munch on it, chew on the end, soggy, make it nice and soggy on one end and chomp through it. So any sort of stick shape is a great way to offer most foods. Um, using an ice cube tray or any sort of, there's like a lot of online ones that you can buy. Like I love the, um, I always say this wrong, super cubes. It's not super cubes. It's super cubes <laughs> that you can put in the freezer and freezing your pureed baby food into little blocks. And then you can just pop one out in the morning and you can have it thawed by lunch or by dinner, or you can pop it on top of a steamer basket or in a pot or a pan to warm up a little bit and feed it to your baby. But such a great, easy, effective way to freeze and store your baby food. I remember I would do like I'd puree, and this is back when I only had one kid, so I haven't done it yet for the third, but you could puree like a ton of strawberries or strawberries and bananas together, or um, maybe avocado and banana, freeze it in cubes, and then pop it out and put it in a Ziploc bag or some sort of stasher bag or something and leave it in the freezer so you can just pop in a cube at a time. And it's so helpful. And you can add those cubes to smoothies as well. So that is a great little freezer hack. Plus smoothies are a great texture to give to your kids, not only at with a spoon, but also through a straw cup, which they can start using around six to seven months. You can introduce a straw cup and get them and teach them how to drink through a straw. And so a smoothie is a great way to offer some great nutrition in there as well. Which brings me to the next one is breast milk slushy. So if you nurse, if you breastfeed, I believe you could even do this with formula if you want, but essentially you would freeze breast milk and then put it in one of those like self feeders pouches that are basically like mesh that they munch on and it turns it into kind of a slushy. Those are such a great treat, especially for summer right now or in the bath for them to munch on, get some nutrition, practice chewing and in a really safe way. And also perfect for teething little babies. If their teeth are starting to poke through and cause them pain, this is such a great hack to get something cold on that teeth, um, on their teeth, but also, or on their gums rather, but also get them some nutrition as well. Okay, next up, I want to talk about having just two to three ready-to-eat produce foods to have on hand, especially when your baby starts solids. Again, this is like picking up a new part of your routine, your daily routine, feeding the baby. And so just having something on hand that you can easily open and serve without any sort of prep, without any sort of thought behind, is it safe? Is it easy for them to grab? Is it, you know, cooked all the way? Is it cooled down enough? Is it whatever, too hard, too soft, too 
easy to get off a chunk and choke on it or whatever it might be. Like having just produce on hand that's mushable, squishable, smushable, whatever you want to say, and uh, ready to go is perfect. So I'm talking like bananas, avocados are great ones to just have on hand at any given moment. And you can just feed to your baby and not worry about it. Such a perfect way to just know that you're prepared day in and day out. If in case nothing gets prepared, you have something. Now in an ideal world, you're giving them lots of variety in textures and flavors and cooking methods and spices and um, even different um, different methods of the same food, right? So like sweet potatoes, cubes and sticks and roasted and steamed and all these different ways. But having these on hand just make it a whole heck of a lot easier to build it into your routine. And then um, a great little hack talking about foods kind of at different textures, temperatures, all those sorts of things is if your food is hot that you're serving to them, a great way to cool it down quickly, because I know what it's like to try to feed a hungry baby and they just like want to start eating, but maybe you just made oatmeal and it's a little too warm for them and you don't want to just add water and make it really cool um, or like really watery for them, like a watery texture because they can get frustrated with stuff staying on the spoon. Oh my gosh, I've totally been through the ringer with that as well, is adding frozen fruit. So add some frozen fruit, kind of mush it into the oatmeal. Not only are you adding flavor and texture and um, a different food experience for them, but you're cooling down the oatmeal at the same time. So I keep like some frozen raspberries, blueberries, strawberries on hand, and you can just mash it right into something that's a little too hot for them and cool it off at the same time of making it a more um, diverse flavor for them as well. All right, you guys, here I am yet again telling you about something that I slept on for way too long. So have you heard of Daily Harvest before? Because I'd heard about it for probably years before I actually decided to try it. And once I tried it, I am never going back. First of all, Daily Harvest sends you a shipment of a ton of freezer ready meals or even smoothies, which happened to be my favorite. There's also soups in there and side dishes and full on meals that you can make at any time. Daily Harvest has saved me more times than I can count where I'm just having a hard day and need to make something really quickly, or I don't have dinner planned or the plan that I had for dinner completely got messed up or I'm hungry in the middle of the day and I just need a freaking smoothie, but I don't have the time to put it all together myself. For those of you who may not know about Daily Harvest yet, this is a service where you can order these frozen meals with impeccable ingredients, whole foods, and delicious combinations coming right to your door, practically ready to eat. You just throw them in the oven, maybe even the microwave, heat them up on the stove, or put them in your blender and they are ready. And I just can't tell you how much I wish I could have gone back, especially in those early days of becoming a new mom, wishing I had a service just like this and that I wouldn't have slept on it for so long. There's a reason why a lot of people are talking about this. I absolutely love Daily Harvest and their options. Um, I'm going to leave a link down in the description box. You can check them out, learn more. You can actually save 40% with my code. So I'll drop that down in the description box as well. I hope you give them a try and you don't wait like I did. Let me know what you think. Uh, the smoothies are probably one of my favorite things they make, but I also have been really loving their harvest bakes and I've been loving their flatbreads, soups, and their little bites have been really fun to have in the freezer as well. All right, let me know if you try them. Remember to use my code for 40% off. The link will be down in the description box as well. And now back to the show. Okay, the other little hack and tip that I have for you is to feed your baby in a diaper. Oh my gosh, I cannot, listen, bibs are great. And if you are gonna do a bib, I highly recommend 
a lightweight silicone bib that has like a scoop at the bottom, like a little bowl almost attached to it, where if the food slides down into it, you can literally just continue feeding from their own bib pocket. Some of those get really heavy. So just be mindful that some of them get too heavy and then you start to maybe have your baby leaning forward too much or crouching over their back starts to you know get uncomfortable. And so you want a really lightweight one, but at that same note, if you just do it nude, like in a diaper, it is so much easier to wipe them up, rinse them off in the sink, whatever it might be, um, without making a mess of their clothes, making even a mess of the bib, like washing the bibs and throwing them in the washer, and then they're not, you know, washed by the time you want to eat the next time and feed them more food. It's a whole thing. And so honestly, just like naked is the best way. And <laughs> maybe it's right before bath for you. Maybe you do a quick sink bath afterwards, a nice rinse. Um, But I see, and honestly, one of the mistakes I see with feeding babies is that parents cover their babies up way too much and put these like long sleeve bibs on them, maybe something over their lap, maybe they're in a high chair that has like a full octopus type thing around the outside to keep it clean. And I get it. Like I want a clean space too. I don't want to have to be constantly picking up food. And especially since our dog passed away, it's me vacuuming, right? Like I'm picking up all this food. I'm scrubbing this out of the carpet because whoever lived here before has thought carpet was a good idea in the dining room. I digress. And I understand it. But at the same time, you're actually keeping them from having a really important sensory experience with food when we are not letting them actually touch or feel the food on their skin, unless it's their hands or their mouth. So we want to give them actually that experience. I know that's overwhelming. I know that's a little stressful, but I'm telling you, feeding your baby in a diaper, especially like a swim diaper that you just like throw in the washing machine or throw away a disposable one. So, so helpful, which also kind of leads me to the next one, which I think is kind of a I don't know, buy one, get one kind of deal over here with these hacks is feed them specific foods on bath night. Like for a long time, I would only feed my toddler oatmeal or yogurt on a night that it was bath night because I was like, I know that you're going to get directly in the bath. So same rules kind of apply for a baby. It's nice to know they're going to get completely clean and not stink like gross yogurt the next morning. Um, So if you don't bathe your baby every night, maybe try to plan bath nights and dinner nights to kind of correlate some spaghetti sauce. I remember spaghetti was always the food we did right before bath time. You can even feed them in the bathroom and oftentimes they're tiled or have like a better floor. If you're like me and have carpet in your dining room, you could feed them in your bathroom if you want. You could feed them in the bath even if you'd like, but uh, really what you want to focus on is making sure that you're kind of mentally prepared for the mess that's going to ensue. So feeding them on bath night is a great way to do that. Okay, the final hack that I want to leave you with today, and again, if you like this, I can go to part two. I'm sure more will come to me as soon as I hit stop on this recording. I just want to share with you, mom to mom. But the last one is to roll slippery foods in non-slippery foods. So my favorite is hemp seeds. Makes it really easy to roll banana in hemp seeds, avocado in hemp seeds, something like that, that typically would be really slippery and easy to fall out of baby's hand. And if you're encouraging them to self-feed, they can get real frustrated with silverware that doesn't actually work, with spoons that seem to be upside down every time they pick it up, with um, squishy, slippery foods like bananas always squeezing right out of their hands and not actually making it into their mouth. They get frustrated. You get frustrated. No one gets fed. Everyone gets more and more hungry. And so a great tip is to actually roll those slimy, slippery foods into something like hemp seeds to make it more easily graspable. Is graspable a word? I don't know. Graspable. Grasp. Grasp. Yeah. We're going to go with graspable, (laughs) but um, all that to say, it's just such a great hack for making it easier for the baby to 
grasp that food and hold on to it and make it to its destination. Another one kind of in there too is a crinkle cutter. If you haven't seen those on Amazon, you don't have to buy this, but um, a crinkle cutter makes it really easy to add a little bit of texture to the food so that it's easier to grasp it as well. Graspable. Oh man, I can tell. It's time to end the podcast because... I'm making up words. So hopefully this was helpful for you. If you liked this, let me know so I can do a part two. I just thought mom to mom, mom to dad, mom to parent, I would help you out with some quick little hats hacks for feeding your baby. Um, I also have an entire Amazon shop dedicated to products and features for feeding baby, feeding toddlers, all the things that makes it easier. Of course, none of these are requirements to feeding your baby, but sometimes it's just helpful to see like what other moms use and, and what makes life a little easier and what's more machine washable or whatever it might be. And so I've got all those linked to my Amazon shop as well. So I will link that for you uh, below to browse, but let me know if you have any questions or if you like this episode, we can do another one. And until next week, we will chat again. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.